first of all, okay, we're back. Yep, hey, we are hey, back. Hey. That was a nice long break, guys. Yeah, and congratulations to all the graduates out there. As of everything, um, I don't know what the timing is uh, overseas, but like grad school <laughs> in Philippines yeah. is out. People are graduated. Kids. Oh my god, you're going to a whole new world. It's fucking scary. You're going to learn a lot of things, such as the free meals you're going to cook for yourself, the breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, the only things you're going to cook. <laughs> that when they bisect you, it's just going to be a layer cake of all of those foods you learned to cook. <laughs> I like that you've, you've reduced the, the post-grad experience to the cooking, cooking. three meals. <laughs> I love cooking. And, uh, of course, you're, you're going you're gonna to find some stress when you're looking for a job. You're going to find a lot of that. Yeah, you're going to find a lot of that. And, I mean, I've got a song for you. What's the song, Pat? I'm so stressed that sunlight hurts. I am God's mistake. <laughs> That's all you need to do. Uh, oh, boy. See, this is supposedly a reboot. But I'm still me. I'm still Pat Nader. <laughs> and joining me uh, with regret. <laughs> First day back. First day, last day. <laughs> First day, last day, regret all the way. I'm gonna get recast. <laughs> You're gonna be a Terrence Howard of this movie. Oh no! Uh, Can I push a Don Cheadle? Paul Rudd. <laughs> Paul Rudd would be amazing. That guy's an angel. He hangs out with Chris's all day. But yes, we're we're no longer the amateurish, boorish. Hey hey hey! <laughs> we're on iTunes now, right? Yeah, we are on iTunes now. So yeah. I, I have an Android, so someone else will have to talk about how to access that stuff. Yeah, so we're on iTunes now. Um, if you want to listen to all the other older episodes of the show, uh, just look for Between Keyboard and Chair on iTunes. You can find us on your favorite podcast apps, whatever that is. Pocket Casts, Downcasts. Uh... <laughs> Not Stitcher. <laughs> Not Stitcher. <laughs> we're, work- we're working on that or the, one. Or the native uh, Apple or, podcast. Yeah, you can, of course, you know, on the podcast app. Um, yeah, so if you are on an Android, you know, just get whatever podcast app you're using because you're probably not using the Google Play Store. Uh, and uh, just look for us there. Um, what's going on here? This this, this is playing great. So, I tried so, it. I, go- I googled us and iTunes and it wasn't there. <laughs> should be there. What? Uh, what? <laughs> no, like, um, search for it I, I, I don't think they, Pat if, knows how to use Google or or iTunes for that matter. I don't See, know how to use Pat, iTunes. Pat is a recent convert to an Android phone, and uh, Maybe it was free, <laughs> <laughs> and he's still getting the ropes of it. So that's actually true. It took me a while to find contacts. Like, where's the phone oh, in the fucking phone? Do you actually have a proper podcast app on that phone? No. I didn't know there were so many. I, lo- I looked it up in the Google Play Store. It's like, that's, that's, that's too many. I'm going okay. back to Google. <laughs> I'm going to go listen to like iTunes and shit. Right. It's- okay. Well, look, if you follow us on social media, the link will be there uh, for yes, sure. Yes. And, and again, I don't know why you're searching Google for podcasts. <laughs> I genuinely don't do. know I think, I mean, why you're doing You search. <laughs> I just wanted to see I have it was no true. idea what he's doing right now, but if <laughs> there's a lot, I, I found our WordPress and our Podbean one, so like uh, we're, yeah, we're there. We're, All right, we're there. Kind of. Podbean is graciously hosting our podcast yeah. right now. So, so all of our episodes are there. All of our episodes are on the Podbean site. But again, hey, uh, there's other... a preview for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the link to the uh, iTunes the, will be up if, in the Or media. if you want to go straight to the site, that would be uh, bkcpodcast.com. Yeah, we have yeah. a slick new logo and another name on it because he really should have been there a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what's up. Yeah, um, that's what's new uh, with we, us. New logo. We, we decided that... Uh, well, okay, in case you also notice, we sound a bit different. We're testing Hopefully. out some uh, microphones here. We yes. each have our own individual mics. Now, they're not all the same, so bear with us a little bit. Yeah, uh, we're also not creepily hovering over one yeah. mic. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is something to look at uh, or imagine in your head. Just one big mic <laughs> and three dudes speaking to that mic. That happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so because of all these new things because of all these new changes we're kind of calling this the season two, season two yeah. or if you will <clears throat> the reboot wow of that, is a ni- that is a nice segue into our main topic which, which will be reboots which we'll be discussing later yeah. <laughs> that's true I'm just not burying the lead <laughs> so uh, yeah, but for the time being let's just catch up um, yeah, so let's catch up what have you guys been doing the past few <coughs> weeks slash months at this point when was the last time well I, actually I, I think Pons you have the most interesting stories here considering you're a teacher and everyone that, your students have just graduated yes um, thesis and all most interesting is a very strong word oh, to well. use uh I have the least um, interesting things happen, except for my students. Um, they've graduated recently. Uh, all um, 15 of my thesis kids. I, uh, I, I saw Ponzi in a, in, a, in a toga, and he looks yeah. sick in a toga. With yeah, his, man. Uh, Togas are nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Togas took, yeah. took a turn. <laughs> you know what's not nice that day? The fucking heat. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing we keep forgetting is that we can bring our togas with us to a dressing room in the, in the graduation area, mm. yet we still insist on wearing it in the office and we walked all the way from that building to the other long building because when else are you gonna wear a toga man you, you gotta milk that like, but now like no it, one's gonna laugh at me today because people Damn wanted Starbucks. pictures <laughs> that too <laughs> that's the one um, so, so we just wore uh, the thing before we walked we should have just walked then wore it in the area just hold it just held it yeah because uh, we would leave in, it there in anyway. fairness nobody looked sweaty in the picture so it wasn't like mm, this yeah. is clearly uncomfortable sir that's a miracle in itself because I was like sweating buckets that day, that that particular afternoon. Um, the it was surprisingly cold inside the actual graduation area. Um, we had a nice big fan on top of us, um, but like during the wait, horrible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, congratulations, kids. Uh, I am uh, proud of you. For graduating. Hey, congratulations. Yes. I've never been, but I'm sure it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hear this. <laughs> it's a very different experience than when you're not the one getting the diploma. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like a spectator. Like, hey, look, someone I know. <laughs> There's a game I want to play, but Tim got to play. Frostpunk. It's like a like a, a crisis management thing, right? <laughs> it's like, it's just gonna yeah. get worse. I think that's the best way to, to, to describe that game. Crisis yeah. Management. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a good game. Uh, 
so yeah recently I, I was able to play that game because i've had some a little bit of time on my hands Surprise. Uh, yeah i've been taking a uh paternity leave if you will <laughs> a little bit of a self-imposed paternity leave uh so just yeah recently uh my wife and i had our second uh kid so congratulations thank you very much nice. and so that what that has done it's given me a bit of time to catch up on things so i've been catching up on a few things like, like games uh, <laughs> like games like i've actually been able to play something i can contribute now yeah. uh so yeah um uh, before i get into the games because that's going to be a discussion in and of itself um I've also been finally getting back into uh, Formula One and football. I've been I, watching I some see. football. Oh, I see. You, you, you were you were talking about like there's a subscription service. Yeah. For so football? yeah, there, there's a subscription service here which uh, would would allow me to watch what from, from from the Spanish La Liga, from the Premier League of of the UK. The uh, Italian series A, a bunch of different leagues, mm. and you know you can watch the watch them live. You can also have some catch up episodes. Uh, and I, so I was battling with myself. Okay, should I get this? Should I hold off? Do I really want to get back into the world of football? And eventually, uh, one night I decide, you know, let's give <laughs> it a night, shot. Yeah, like, just woke up like <laughs> sitting here in the dark. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's actually yeah, yeah that is what happened. <laughs> That's what my wife and daughters were asleep, and uh, I was like, "Okay, like Undertaker, are the we gonna like, do yeah. this? Are we gonna do this? Are we gonna subscribe? Are we gonna bite the bullet and get that? And are we gonna watch?" And uh, I did. First match I watched was the UEFA Cup final of Real Madrid versus Liverpool. Uh, oh, okay. I'm not gonna go into the details of what happened there, but it <laughs> yeah, was the wrong crowd. That was very interesting. <laughs> uh, and of course, I've been watching Formula One, uh, the Monaco Grand Prix. Have just, you been following uh, that since the I have. season? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been following. So I tapered off a little bit three years, two years, three years ago, okay. and then I got back into it. And uh, every race, man, every race, every race. Yeah, Damn. it's a lot of fun. Uh, go battle. I played Frostpunk, like that said, and that's a really good, really management-heavy, really fantastically rendered, really really depressing game. (laughs) From the makers of This War of Mine. Yeah, it's a really (laughs) good game, From the makers of Break Your Heart games. It's a really good game. So what you basically have to do is you have to manage, well, create a new city, the city of New London. I'm not really going to go into the specifics of the story of the game and everything, but it's a management sim where you have to create edicts, make sure everyone's happy, make sure people don't kill you, uh, (laughs) and make sure that everyone survives. At least for the first scenario, it's a 60-day cycle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have to make sure people survive. Two months. Two months. Like, how hard could it be for people not to hate me? (laughs) Yeah, I could go around for a year people not hating me, right? Find the asshole. Let's eat the asshole. (laughs) The other premise of it, the the, the main mechanic of it, is that you're in a... So so something happened in the beginning, you're not sure what. uh, Something happened that basically made the world really cold. (laughs) So you start the game at negative 20 degrees Celsius. Jesus. Uh, Eventually, you're going to get into a storm, and that's going to bring it all the way down to negative 80 degrees Celsius. Oh, boy. I thought it was like 60. I thought it was bad. So you have to find a way to survive that. And if you can do that, then you win. And there's a little twist at the end. I'm not going to say what that is, but it's a a lot of fun. Is is burning the dissenters for fuel an option? (laughs) Like, specifically burning dissenters? Burning the dead is... 
Yeah, not necessarily the centers, but the dissenters really can be metal. killed. <laughs> it becomes really, really. <sighs> I feel like that's a decision I'd make in a snap. Like, yeah, yeah burn them, and not not thinking that no people will probably feel bad about this. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, but do you want to get cold or do you want to get angry? Because <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be warm to get mad at me. I mean, like I'm saying, like use the anger to survive the cold. <laughs> Hate me. <laughs> I'm helping. <laughs> I've been playing a little bit of Battletech. Oh, yeah, that thing. <laughs> what did you think of Battletech? I honestly didn't quite like it that much. Uh, mainly because... Okay, the jank of the actual game was a bit too much for me. I did not like the animations of the mechs. Yeah. I didn't... I, I, I couldn't... The story was all... I didn't finish the whole story. I couldn't. But I was... I, think, I guess I was hoping for something more. Now... In my, it wasn't really hype, a hyped game. It wasn't no, hyped up too much. much. But in my head, it was because holy, damn, I mean, a damn battle it, tech it's a game. battle tech game. So, I had for s- context, you were a big battle tech. I am fan a massive. I have, from way I've back. played every Mech Warrior and battle tech game, save the actual tabletop game. Right. Oh, because uh, that's a different commitment altogether. Yeah. Right? Um, you don't get to have a joystick and pilot a mech in a tabletop <laughs> <that's why>. game. <laughs> but. I don't know. I was hoping for so much more. Um, I'm not going to say it's a bad game, mm-hmm. but it's a game that I couldn't get into, especially with the mechanics of the game are ridiculously difficult and tedious. Yeah, like it, it doesn't really explain like, okay, I know I have a 95% shot, but why do I have a shot? Mm. Yeah. And the other thing is you really need... I feel like you actually really need history to know the history of the Battletech games, mm. whether it be the video games or whether it be the tabletop. Because the, the mere the mere fact no the, well yeah there what did you say the cartoons did, no 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 the no, cartoons no. oh yeah the cartoons but, canon. yeah oh really yeah uh, the the thing is like when the the game will tell you okay. The, the th- throw out the words yeah, the, the it terms barfs tonnage, out a lot of words tonnage, yeah, tonnage. or heat yeah. yeah they explain it a little bit in the tutorial but they don't explain at least I don't remember them explaining <laughs> just click yes, are, are there heat yes, sinks? they don't yeah. explain the actual construction yeah like you have to infer a lot right and right. it's just I feel like if you know Mech Warrior, you know the effects of uh, like ER lasers yeah. or uh, medium lasers or so LRMs, like... SRMs, auto cannons. Yeah. Uh, you you know what that is. But if you're not, if then you're a new guy. if you're a new guy, it's just completely inaccessible. Yeah. It's it's, it's, so it's very, a weird thing. Like the barrier it, to entry is knowledge, is assumption. Yeah. It's lore. It's lore. Yeah. So they made the game for old school fans. I don't know who this game is for because it's, it's for tabletop fans because yeah. it is apparently a direct port of the tabletop. Game. Oh, like it's okay, a, all right. Uh, Which explains the the ju- leaning into lore without the yeah. And they just adjusted the numbers so it looks more impressive because rolling nine damage isn't as impressive as one hundred damage. <laughs> <laughs> if I were them, I just put like extra zeros in it, like. Yeah. Also, the, old, the, the old Battletech problem did apply there too where like, the bigger the gun the shorter the range oh mm, my 20mm mm. cannon has no range <laughs> but why it's like a giant portable knife on, on you that... mean a knife <laughs> sorry my bad That's right. no, knives are usually portable there is no non-portable knife well it's just a sharp thing in the ground <laughs> 
on on that note, you've been playing a lot of it. I mean, has that been eating up your time? What uh, have you been up to? Not anymore. I mean, because <laughs> like I think today episode forty two is coming out. Episode forty two. But like oh, not anymore. Ooh. Episode forty two is coming out. Yeah, but it has like sixty six episodes. I just need to like it's just like once a day. Like here you go. <laughs> I'm moving on. No, my my complaint about it is the lack of depth. Also, like. In almost every way possible. In almost every sense? Yes, actually. The tactical depth is, what if I shoot you first? Ah, you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) I never needed to develop a secondary tactic. There is... If you you have... If you look at the numbers, there is no point to using... Knives. uh, There is, but I like punching stuff. Like, I have a grasshopper. It has six ports for... It has six hard points for small weapons it's like six flamers like you're on fire (laughs) (laughs) the worst there's more but the greatest sin for me was the mechs look and act the same oh they feel the same like aside from tonnage like oh yeah I I get that like it's not immersive in that because you'd think right you build it differently you should act differently yeah and the only real changes are really hard to spot at a glance because some it's not it I guess it is in lore, but like a lot of the mechs. Uh let's say there's the Black Knight, which I think sixty five percent of its free tonnage is available for weapons. Huh, okay. Like if you max out its armor, you have like thirty tons for guns. <laughs> thirty tons of guns. But that's a that's an eighty ton mech. While whereas we there's that there's a piece of shit mech. Like ninety five tons. Own, has the same amount of like re- uh, weapon tonnage availability as the Black Knight. So like, so you're more armored, and that's it. Mm. But that kind of like granularity is like distinguished in the tabletop because like I've changed my engine. I can run faster. This one's like you're a heavy mech. You run this fast. Mm. Like there's no granularity. Also, the campaign was about Kamea Arano and not me. I was so annoyed. Like you made me the hero of a merc camp, a merc, uh, merc ship. And they're like, why don't you serve this lady? I'm like, but why, though? I'm a mercenary. <laughs> I get paid more elsewhere. Huh? Also, this bitch keeps taking up a slot in my land. So I'm like, but you suck, though. Come from the net. From oh wait, shit, that's not the right reboot that we're talking about. But it is going to be relevant today. <laughs> PKNC presents reboots. What are they? Do we like them? How do they taste? And is it something that we really want to see Skyrim do over and over again? Yes. Oh shit. <laughs> well, we're going to hear about that at the Daisy Free. <laughs> but first, first, of course, we need to, much like the Valentine's discussion, we need to discuss. What counts as a reboot? Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff, right? Like reimaginings, <laughs> retellings. Like the retellings were a huge thing once people figure out that was a way to get around Disney's IP contracts. <laughs> <laughs> like holy shit! You want to read up on like that nightmare? Go to Wiki or something. Not here. Not here. No, you won't find them here. <laughs> okay. So what would count as a reboot for you guys? Um, okay. I think it. First of all, it has to be a a franchise of some sort, right? I mean. Uh, like we are expecting more than one thing. Okay. Um, I think, uh, or else it becomes a retelling. 
Um, And that it takes the important critical aspects of the first, but tells it in a arguably different and you know more contemporary way the incredulous hulk asks citation or um, example example i think like, for me with the if you look at the classic universal studios mummy movie mm. right black and white mummy movie okay. it's nothing like the brendan fraser action adventure that i love you mean the magnificent one <laughs> yes the magnificent <laughs> one Imodab, Imodab. <laughs> like i think that's that that's like a good reboot right like it's the same idea of like it's a mummy thing hold on hold on a second I feel the need and I feel like Tim also feels the need to ask should a reboot be related because I'm like 90% certain that was not how the the old mummy movie was Um, it wasn't it wasn't at all the old uh, not being on the wrong side of the river yeah but because like the old movie wouldn't have worked in the 1990s uh, setting Mm. right so I think that they take the ideal like certain um, recognizable parts about the original which is like literally the figure of a mummy and new things that the what if it were made now but if now like, like, what would, what would it be and I think that there's always the challenge of like for, for, for the original movie was a horror movie straight up okay. the the Brendan Fraser series was not no, it was an action it adventure. An, it was an action adventure. Also, Jet Li was there at some point. Uh, no, no, we like to forget that ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, so it, it's it, it is it's, it is about taking it into the market. Yeah, setting. I think like you, you, there. It's like an ad, for me. It's like a, an adaptation kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, if you want to see the same thing, then why are we doing it? And why are we doing it again? Right. That's uh, true. But, so you have to add something different to it, like uh, your own spin. Or a modern sensibility. Yeah. yeah. I think that's for me what a reboot should be. I guess I'm a little more liberal when it comes to the definition of reboot. Uh, I, I think they should be allowed to marry whoever they want. <laughs> <laughs> I think that a reboot doesn't necessarily have to belong to a long-standing franchise. It can just be a story that is told uh, similar to what he said uh, in a different way. It doesn't even need to be in a different way. Uh, the, you know, the way I see it, it can be in exactly the same way but updated i guess it goes to the question as uh it brings me to the question of why do they exist and because i feel like they're for <laughs> they're for a different crowd mm. i feel like they're for a different crowd they're for a different generation yes um, absolutely they're for a different generation you know I so think. there are a bunch of uh <clears throat> younger people out there who haven't seen it haven't seen the original or it just they can't relate as well to the original so i i think uh it's it's just a different way of telling the same story but they you could alter the story somewhat that's what i feel it is yeah but i kind of agree in that respect because with every reboot is the assumption that the watcher kind of knows what the basis of it is at least with with a vast majority of reboots most distressingly the spider-man reboots Mm over and over again because we have this understood idea this dude got bitten by a spider he's kind of a nerd and now he's banging Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy later on but and Spider-Man <clears throat> the series the, the, the movie series of Spider-Man is like a, one, a strange one for me yeah does that count as a reboot because <clears throat> technically yes. by the definitions yeah it's the same characters but the modern sensibility isn't quite changed because it's just like it changed at least 
a little bit from time to time, but it's not in a significant or meaningful, potentially <laughs> meaningful way. Um, but, but see, that, that's a, the, the tricky part of like the, this reboot business is, is the is that marketing side of things. Um, and that's how you'd step into why some reboots exist: money, money. Um, because the Spider-Man thing is a, is a strange creature, right? Um, I, I bet he has six arms at some point. Yeah, and becomes a rational, really big fucking spider. Like, I can't believe that's in the cartoons. Like, <laughs> I mean, for when, kids. For kids, when I was watching it before, like, when he transformed into, like, because the thing is, I know that's happening in the comics. Like, I know that. And I saw the TV, like, holy shit, they're doing this. And then MJ was like, I still love you. Like, oh, I guess. Cool. I can't. I don't have a tongue. <laughs> also, have, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, it's a weird thing because. The move to keep on doing a Spider-Man movie uh, post the Tobey Maguire thing was, like, from what my understanding was, essentially a way to keep the IP. Yes, like much of the same as the Superman movies, I think. Yeah, it's like, like... It, it wasn't because there, were some, there was something new to say about Spider-Man. It was because if I don't, it goes to the owners. <laughs> so that's that's one of the like less ideal uses of yeah. the reboot. Like the reasons for existence is I don't want to give it. And want, yeah, and so like you kind of have the these like you know badly crafted things. It, not bad in like it's garbage. It's just that it clearly needed more time or care mm. or care. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, in fairness, like we did all have their own merits. Even Richard, not Richard, not Richard Garfield. He made magic. <laughs> uh, he is still a nerd though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even when, what's his name? Uh, Andrew second, Garfield. Andrew Garfield was he like loves craw- crawling on the fence and spinning around for yeah, no reason. Just, like, I didn't have a problem with the casting, especially for the first uh, Amazing Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Uh, but you can see like, that one was 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 under the premise of we want to marvelify the Spider-Man franchise. Yeah. So we're gonna seed the it with for on, future stuff. for future stuff, and like, dude, <laughs> come on, man, yeah, then, just tell a Spider-Man story. But that that is something that you both touched on, like the one, the marketing too, and like it's trying to tell a story because even with Spider-Man. Like even when it was Spiderman, Spoderman, Jim Spoderman, Spiderman. I would watch James Spider as Spider Man. I would watch him as retired Peter Parker, <laughs> like in Marvel. Like ah, fuck! I need to go back into action. It's like he's got this showing through his costume. Like, but he can still climb walls. Like, yeah, no, I'm if you can that. reach the walls, like he pulled a Scotty. You're like, I can't do this anymore, Captain. <laughs> Let me save you, Mary Jane. But even though it didn't care, and. Even though it was an effort at marketing, there is a clear difference in tone between the Tobey Maguire era, the Andrew Garfield era, and the um, uh, the, what new guy? What's his name? He's a really good actor. Holland, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. At least he was really good in that one scene. Also, (laughs) as being like a kid. Um, (laughs) Even the presentation is different. Like one, like they were thinking that Spider-Man or Peter, arguably, was like. Hey, we should target this to people who know. Spoderman. And shit, you got me saying it. <laughs> Spoderman. Like, so he was an adult. He was like, I'm in college. Yeah. Yeah. The lizard's my teacher. Green Goblin's my teacher. It's all awkward. And then they realized, like, wait, it's not just the adults who grew up with Spider-Man and was in the reboot. Maybe we should like age them down. And then we're in high school. Yeah. 
And when, like, Web Hand, I don't know where that came in the reboot. And they were still doing, I think, what was uh, accidentally, not intentionally, the we're speaking to a new audience or we're trying to figure out our audience. Even though they didn't have the lack of time, some people on that fucking staff decide we're going to do this right. Web hand. <laughs> web, yeah, web, web, web. Also, web. let's have him play It's a Beatsy Spider on the lightning. But, uh, <laughs> man, they wasted that guy in that movie. <laughs> and the thing with that is, though, uh, that they also tried to appeal to nostalgia. Yeah. Yes, they did. Absolutely. And sometimes it works and sometimes it just doesn't mm-hmm. uh, well, we, we're gonna talk about specific examples later on but yeah I mean it's weird because at the end of the day they are trying to pander maybe that's the wrong word but they're trying to attract a new yeah. audience but at the same time they're trying to get that market of nostalgia and I don't know. It goes back to yeah. What is what is the main point of a reboot? I guess it depends from case to case. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So among the reasons are telling the story to a new audience. Yeah. Uh, money. Money. Yeah. <clears throat> and I guess because you have something new to say. Yes. Um, also, and which the next question is like, it kind of goes back to defining terms. Like, so what isn't. A reboot. A reboot. Like, a retelling. Is that a reboot? Because they do hit bad points. I think there's a big overlap. Um, and to be clear, like, re- when we talk about reboots, we're not just talking about film. We're talking about, like, media yeah. in general. Because reboots have been a common staple for comics forever. Yeah. Um, universes in comics have been rebooted. Mu- uh, mu- uh, what's it called? Um, music, mu- <coughs> musicals. Musicals. That's the word. Not musicians. Yeah, musicals. I guess musicians could be reported if they were robots. But, uh, <laughs> shit. The, the Wizard of Oz one. Yeah, Wicked. Wicked is a retelling, not a reboot. It's Th- not. That's not. A... I mean, that, that's when the that's not in the overlap. Like, yeah, particularly that because you're still ta- you're just doing a different perspective in a story yeah. that's been told. Uh, but if you kind of want to start up like a new thing uh, with the same perspective as before, Charm coming up in the CW in a week. <laughs> <laughs> Looks awful. Looks terrible. Looks terrible. Uh, right, like like the. I think I was success but getting ahead of myself, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think that yeah, for the overlap, it retellings and reboots do, do share a big like, area of overlap. Uh, sometimes they're the same kind of thing. Sometimes it's more specific to, to retelling. I think Wicked is one of them. Um, whenever you have an alternate, alternate version of this story, that's a retelling, uh-huh. right? Uh, because the protagonists are different, mm. for one. But- I think... And it doesn't necessarily contradict the details of the first one. Yeah, it, doesn't it doesn't change anything. It doesn't assume that the first one didn't happen. Yeah. So, you know, a retelling often changes fundamental things of the same story. Now that we have a somewhat working definition, or at least a somewhat clearer understanding of what a reboot is, we have to talk about what works, what doesn't, what should get a kick in the bum, and what should... Well, let me explore my sexuality in a way that no one wants to hear about. <laughs> Tim, you want to start this off? <laughs> the perfect handoff. <laughs> so wait, is that like... Now that we've made it weird. On, on, the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the back end thing, they have been telling me to like, some things I shouldn't say. Is that one of them, guys? <laughs> a well, tweet that's at us. <laughs> 
<laughs> Send your complaints at patinator <laughs> at gmail.com. They don't have email now. <laughs> uh, my contribution to stuff that works would be the video game Hitman. Yes, that's a that's a fantastic franchise. So uh, there have been how many? Four or five, maybe more Hitman games. Prior to this one, well, the last one that just came out. Is that the one would be the season, pa- like the seasonal events and stuff, like the, the hard one, targets? Yes, yeah, that's the one now. So, during the last Hitman game, I want to say that was Absolution. Uh, their sales were going down, the mm. interest was gone. Rocket Nuns. They had Rocket Nuns. Yeah, one. yeah. Uh, I still want that game. <laughs> not, not a Hitman <laughs> kind of game. <laughs> There's actually an interesting story as to what's happening to them now. But anyway. In the game. No, 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 no. The company that's making Hitman. Oh, no. Is it bad news? No, it's great news, actually. Yeah, well, yes, yes. Hmm. Oh, it, no. No. It, it <laughs> what, ended, what a rollercoaster it, it all ended well. Let's just put it that way. Uh, anyway. So, that's actually <laughs> a really good game that started from scratch, per se. They, 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 they started the story all over again. The... Or- the origin of Agent 47, mm. uh, how he was first recruited. They try to put an over, an overarching story in that game. Uh, where, and, and the origin story of Agent 47 is actually barely touched upon. Mm. They talk more about the agency that hired him and so on. But ultimately, maybe it's because it wasn't delved too much upon. That's why it worked. Because yeah, yeah, from what I saw of, uh, of the gameplay of that, you were more hitman in this story than any other. While like the other ones were had the the classic computer or computer game problem of like I can do a million complex things. Yeah, <laughs> this one was like I'm gonna do this contract like a hitman instead of like, well the dude told me instead of like a hit an actual contract. Like <laughs> there's a feel that you're looking at your like iPad and like yeah I'm gonna kill that dude today. Yeah. Well, you can also kill him with a toilet. I mean, you can literally have a toilet drop on your target. Pretty gross way to go. Yeah. <laughs> from where? From the second floor. Oh. That, it, it's a, it's an excellent like that game. That wasn't the <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's an excellent game. Um, I think that's actually what makes it a good reboot. It's not because... It, it's, they took care of the game, but at the same time, they... Didn't actually change his origin story that much. Yeah. So they took care of the story that he already had. They just put it into a new vehicle, and then and it worked. It worked. I'm gonna use a bad word. Mm-hmm. Accessible. Do you okay. think that part of the reboot was to make the game more accessible? Because there is there is there was some criticism that like. You now have pop-ups like listen to this guy like for clues. I think this might actually have been the least accessible hitman. Really? Uh, the reason I say that is because it requires you to be online, and they were episodic. So mm. you, when you bought the game, when you first bought the game, you had access to I think three episodes. Okay, could be two. I can't recall. Uh, then. After a few months, the next one came out. After a few months, the next one came out. And 
what it allowed you to do was it allowed you to be completionist about it. It allowed you to learn the maps. It allowed you to be able to get the achievements, uh, kill in different ways, get the targets different ways, explore the map. But it wasn't, in terms of a story, it it wasn't accessible because of it, it felt so disjointed. When you play it now as a one long story, as mm. just one long mm-hmm. game, it works. Uh-huh. But when it was first released, I would not call it accessible <laughs> at all. But the mechanics, they refined it to the point that, yes, that part was accessible. Mm. The playing as the Hitman, as Agent 47, probably was never as much fun as it was in this game. Really? Yeah. Like, because... That, that might, would you consider that the man I'm getting gonna make a poor lawyer because this is leading would you consider that like a, a key element of why you consider the reboot successful because I mean I've had like the sim- a similar thing with Dark Souls 1 and 2 whereas 2 like you, it's reasonably easy to get into still hard to master mm-hmm. but 1 was like we're gonna kick you in the dick because yeah. that's what Dark Souls yeah. does and here, a similar development must have happened. Like, we... Because I remember in the earlier game, especially Silent Assassin, which was just, here's the target. What do you want to do? And <laughs> Shit, dude. What are you... Gun? Leave. <laughs> Gun. Or a portable knife. A portable knife. Portable knife. <laughs> uh, One day. One day. <laughs> I, th- I think the episodic nature of that new Hitman is... Uh, I mean makes it a bit more accessible in my head, mechanically speaking, mm-hmm. in that there's no um, ask to, for you, a player, to, to, to get involved in this like big narrative, uh, oh, yeah, which the yeah. previous games are kind of built on, right? Um, yes, there is a sequence and they yeah. often play into right? each other. Um, yeah. But like, this was like, okay, yeah, I'm a casual player. I just wanted to experience I, Hitman. I guess you could see right? it that way, true. And that's so, true, like, that's true. It's, it's so like you, you're And you're free to be like, what I do here, I can experiment. Yeah, more free to. And then, like, and I like that it's episodic in that the narrative builds as you kind of get invested in the game more. There, I totally agree with you. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, but if you just wanted to try out this whole new silent stealth knife, portable knife thing, like, sure, play yeah. it. Like, have yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, which I think makes it more, uh, more accessible to a to a degree. Mm. Um, just because it's like low commitment and kind of asks you to be more invested in the game which I think is why it works like I want that I've been wanting that game for years I just haven't found the, the time to invest in it what do you think I mean what, what game Pat uh, would mm. you say or game or movie or whatever do you what think reboot? actually works what reboot works, works? Um, XCOM like huh yeah, <laughs> unsurprising from my XCOM yeah. expert. Yeah. the guy that's only won one campaign <laughs> but play the most R's <laughs> Damn you mods. <laughs> yeah, uh, because it is the XCOM V Tactics game for a modern time. If there was a period, a long period in time where before uh for access is XCOM, the the nearest XCOM, it was a fucking wasteland for tactics games. It was all uh Eastern Japanese games. Uh, Eastern uh tactics games. This Gaia, Final Fantasy Tactics. Front mission, which mm. ah, of, front mission. Ah, that, that's where I learned. Like, I'm a tactics guy, and yeah. the Western stuff, 
I mean, we were in the age of Baldur's Gate, where it's like, oh, I only have 16 slots in my pack. <laughs> like, I can't carry more. And one of them is a baby. Um, Wait, was it an item thing, the baby? Yeah, the baby was an item. <laughs> <laughs> that you couldn't drop. I don't know why. Unbelievable. So, child of ball spawn, you'll be fine. And XCOM, so back in the day, followed that like spreadsheet love, yep. where it was just like... Here's 40 recruits. See how many of them live by the end of the day. <laughs> and it was all about like managing loss. But that's not the kind of experience that sells today. You mm-hmm. don't want loss. You want heroes that really fucking hurt when you lose them. Yeah. And it's all about that drawing that emotion from you rather than like, I made a good spreadsheet. And that's like, oh, I fucked up. And that's <laughs> the spirit of modern XCOM, which I have my arguments against it. But we're both XCOM 1 and 2. I have my. I have my extreme dislike of the lack of granularity and like I rolled one die and everyone's dead, like too much too much reliance on that one good roll. But it does suit its purpose of reintroducing this genre to more people, and yeah, that is what is it? It's it's brought out like fuck, dude. It's like it's becoming the new survival uh crafting game on steam dude every every day like new tactics games like on steam like oh okay yeah, i guess i'll buy it <laughs> there's a bunch of them yeah um, even too like i was do uh, xm2 was the first game i bought like release yeah i remember that we all bought that yeah already. wait which one uh xcom2 we all oh yeah that like i bought yeah. release date like yeah. I, I was here those. downloading it yeah <laughs> 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 right so you know uh, I, I was really like into that because I enjoyed one so much. <laughs> so much, like what? What worked? What worked for you? Okay. Uh, I I was thinking about this for a long time because like it there's so there's a lot of things that work comparatively in terms of like um, video media, uh, but in comics, which is like ripe with reboots, uh, every so often like. They almost, call them crises in DC. Yeah. Almost every change in writer at this point is going to be a soft reboot of the character. Um, that's just how it is now. Uh, with the th- Especially with the f- like female Thor. Mm. Uh, that's essentially is a, a reboot of Thor. Um, in in that... The audience is different. Audience is different. Um, it's the same... Some of, some of the old characters are the same, but the setting, the, the lead, the protagonist is different. But st- she's still doing the same Thor thing, you know? Mm. Um, and it's a way to kind of see how certain changes about the character kind of transforms and, and informs the story. Yeah, now she has cancer. Also, she's just she. <laughs> yeah, also also she's surprisingly not dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, Name that. characters that stay dead in comics. Jean Grey. Uh, ben Parker. <laughs> I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Ben Parker stay Got there. him. Because, <laughs> like, if he goes back to life, it undoes everything. Like, ben Parker uh, and, and Batman's parents. Yeah, yeah Batman's the parents. The Waynes Tom. and Ben Parker. Actually, excuse me. Not, not even. Oh, like, um, they're 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 uh. they they're not they're still dead, but like there's a lot of stories that involve them faking their death, mm. uh, oh, Thomas yeah. being evil, yeah. 
alternate dimension yeah. versions of them. So like, like in every dimension, Ben is dead. Every, yeah, like, <laughs> Ben dies. Like that's the the foundation of Marvel is built on that death. <laughs> if he goes back to life, it undoes literally everything. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait. Captain How Marvel. The, the, right, right. There are infinite universes in Marvel, right? Yeah. It's it, it's all DC of them with have a dead Ben. I do all every all single right. one has a dead Ben. No. Oh, okay. No, no, ben. no. Every Your single argument is invalid. Every single one with Spider-Man has a dead Ben. <laughs> Damn it, Peter! And as far as uh, I know, every everyone has a Spider-Man. I, I feel like that's uh, that's not gonna be great for Peter to find out. This is why I don't read comics anymore. <laughs> like he it is, used to make sense. His death is so crucial to the Marvel universe and Spider-Man, uh, and Spider-Man particularly, uh, that he has to stay dead. And By the way, Captain Marvel. With the way things are going now, I'm just gonna rename this episode and just make this the Spider-Man episode. <laughs> I thought it, I was hoping for portable knives. Spider-Man. <laughs> no, there is one that isn't portable. What? Wolverine's claws. <laughs> he brings them around though. Yeah, but it's not like he can't leave them. <laughs> it's not detachable. Um, yeah. So comics is like a long history of reboots, uh, and and I would and for this one, I'll, I'll I think the DC Rebirth, which is like so on the nose in terms of the naming convention, because um, the DC Rebirth is essentially the cure to a bad reboot. What what happened? Um, in in two thousand nine, I believe, uh, DC tried to uh, reboot itself using Flashpoint. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's a flash centric event where flash he, yes, yeah, so he undoes the timeline by going back in time to save his mother, whatever. And it it's, it cascades into this mess, this I won't even say brilliant mess. It's just a mess of events that kind of forces that that sets the DC universe up to be new and fresh, because I think they're having this this issue with connecting with a younger audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it it is a heavy heavy uh, history around it, right? So like with all this new like movie super, like superhero movies coming up, like they're having a time to like how do we make this? accessible to kids and how do we make this more movie-esque right that's the access uh so they did this like they restarted the entire universe uh again and kind of de-aged a few heroes they it's everyone goes back to to the start to the origins and it was a fucking mess but is Mm. that the weird one where they were like it's rebooted but some things happened anyway but some things didn't it was really confusing it was really confusing like for for most of the the heroes everyone started fresh like origin story fresh so Rebirth comes in five years later Rebirth comes in five years later and and kind of them them reflecting on okay what makes these characters work because at one point during the New 50 run the characters have morphed into to just different versions of themselves Uh, and so Rebirth comes along and is like you know what let's just like that's not. Let's do it again. <laughs> How did they manage to do that? Uh, mostly bullshit. Um, mostly managed bullshit. But at that point, it doesn't matter. The, the how doesn't matter. The important part is it worked. The important part is it worked. Um, and they made them into what? Back into the classic uh, understanding. So, so basically, they just tried to undo everything. That- yeah, essentially. So they rebooted a rebooted universe. Man, customer loyalty pays for a lot. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, Marvel is kicking their ass at that point in sales. Uh, okay. so hard because yeah. Marvel is winning in both the comics front and the movie front. Wait, but they didn't. They never got to fix their problem. Then, if Marvel was still winning and they went 
they tried to change it up so that they could fight Marvel, but then that didn't work. So they yeah. went back to original. They still have the Marvel. No, problem. right now DC's winning in terms of sales. Yeah, but oh, only, really? but yeah. only because people had to threaten Thanos with arrest. <laughs> that happened in the comics. And look out, Thanos has a gun. <laughs> well, but you know, for me, the thing's a cyclical thing. But but the, the important part is they course corrected the way people respond to their characters. Yeah. So question yes. when they rebooted let's say for example superman did they go back to the ori- origin story no um, okay so how did they reboot that literally they got one from the pre from the old universe like that's how they did it like the old superman is now in this universe how do you narratively do that you're gonna give tim a stroke it's, it's comics <laughs> bullshit tim wait no no <laughs> It's going kind of explosive. So literally, there's this like omnipotent being who plucked <laughs> Superman from previous continuity to continuities back into this one. <laughs> so you know the Superman that died in Doomsday's hands in the 1990s? That's the one. Mullet Man? Oh, yeah, same guy. So like they just... They, re- they, they reached out the hand of entropy. <laughs> okay, so that guy is now in this new continuity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens to that continuity? Oh, it's been erased. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Martian Manhunter was Black Bear. For- <laughs> His name was Bloodwind. And he was offensive. <laughs> it's, it's, it- <laughs> That's true. That's true. I have a stroke. <laughs> He had the blood diamond. Yeah, and he was all like, the spirits, they speak to me. <laughs> they don't, man. You're Martian. You're not black. Stop co-opting it. You're green. You have enough race issues in your planet. Let's not but, mingle but, in but ours. Soups told me that the NFC was after us. <laughs> Which is why when Doomsday showed up, he just punched him out. Bam, you're out of commission, dude. He was gone. <laughs> Come back for that stroke, man. <laughs> you Okay. This shit needs to stop. <laughs> but it won't. It won't, man. No, it won't. Especially now, they just celebrated the, the 75th year, that 1,000 issue of how, Action okay. Comics. <laughs> how, how, how many times have they already tried to reboot Marvel, for example? Oh, Marvel? So, yeah. Yep. Three times. That's it? In the, How long has it been? In 70, in, 60 years? Three times in the past 10 years. 70, 80 years? How, ten, how, no, 10 years, dude. God, does God Doom count as that yeah. reboot? Now? Actually, that's the hardest reboot they've ever had in Marvel. The thing, the claim to fame of Marvel is we have never rebooted the universe. They did, all right. Until that. Oh, yeah, because the Ultimates were rare, too. Yeah, so until that happened, they've never rebooted history. DC has rebooted seven times. I don't know. Okay, cool. It makes the movies look good. Yeah. It really does. It really does. If you think the movie at this point is getting complicated... Oh, no, uh, I think uh, the the movies are fine. They're just one too many. There are too many. There are a thousand issues of action comics to this day. <laughs> that one ran from 1938. Yeah, so I think uh, as far as a, a successful reboot in comics goes, I think Rebirth was one of those. Yeah, so so what didn't work for down, you guys? Bad, shut it down. <laughs> what didn't work for you guys? The mummy did not work for me. I've got your back, fam. <laughs> is is this an old? Hey, meme? let's talk about Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh my in this Lord. awkward running. Uh, 
Oh my lord, he didn't do the awkward yeah. running thing. Iconic running. Right, sorry, my bad. <laughs> that actually iconic does running. count as iconic. It is iconic. God yeah, damn. Yeah. The Mission Impossible 3 run was like. Yeah. Like he, I think it's in his contract at this it's, point. It's like <laughs> ass kissing. <laughs> it's it's so kissing. supple. <laughs> but like. Because I, I never watched the original movie. I grew up on Brendan Fraser. You're on the side of the uh, wrong side of the river. Racial vice. Whoever the brother was. <laughs> or did? Oh, did fair? Uh, no, did fair was the majet. Maje- the maje- Yes, he was my favorite like side character, supporting character there. Yeah, he was first. He was just cool. Like he's in black in a desert. Like, come on, dude. You should be. No, you're not sweating. You're nope. just handsome and nope. shit. He's, he's just like all he's and he's always like in control of his situation. Yeah. Like clearly, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> like he knows he's cool. In what that's my favorite part. When him with that rushes in from off screen to kneel at the Scorpion King. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You could not have done that where you were. <laughs> and then like, right after that, he makes a scheme to kind of like control things. <laughs> but, <clears throat> and then after the wonders of Mummy 1 and 2, we got Tom Cruise, which was fine because that's a big name. There's a Mission Impossible movie coming out. I was like, maybe. And it's what? a hard reboot. Yeah, it's a hard reboot. Mm, Ren version yeah. isn't in it. Uh, <clears throat> it's a military operation now instead of some skeevy dude who's going to get hung. Uh, <laughs> I forget that was the point of the first was movie. The he was going to get hung and he knew where the tomb was. And and shit, Sophia Botella as the mummy, which I guess, yeah, all right. And fresh. First fresh. time it's a, it's a female yeah. mummy. Actually, quite probably famously first female mummy yeah like ever like there was no bride of the mummy because that's just the second mummy (laughs) why make it bride of the mummy (laughs) and there's a laundry list of things on why the movie didn't work aside from Tom Cruise trying to be both the victim and the hero at the same time (laughs) he Uh, wants it all Pat and him getting the powers of Seth who they quite Foolishly referred to as a god of death, and he is not. He's not. He is not the god of death. And they kept saying, Seth's death powers will get you. Is it Anubis the god of death? Yes. <laughs> He's the guy that measures your heart against a feather. Yeah. And if you're a fan wanting, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> and apologies fucked up. One time, one day, I will tell you all about the story of Ra and how he, he got a giant cat drunk. <laughs> oh, that, I want that story. That was the solution to all of his problems. <laughs> But it didn't work because it wasn't entertaining. That is like that is that <laughs> it's is just simple as that. Like, that is straight up the biggest problem. It ain't good. It ain't good. Like the only thing this thing asked, and it was starting to trying to start a new cinematic universe. I believe the dark universe. Yeah. With Godzilla, with like Henry Jekyll, who was in the movie, played by Russell Crowe, Dracula also known as Rough Australia, <laughs> and our entertainment Roman, entertainment Roman, Russell Crowe. Uh, <clears throat> I think it was supposed to be like uh, Dracula was supposed to be in the Yeah, Dracula universe. Untold was supposed to be part of the series. Um, Wolfman, uh, Creature from the Blue Lagoon, Frankenstein. Yeah, if anything that Iron Man proved for the MCU was that all you needed to do was be a coherent movie. You don't need to be excellent, although I love Iron Man. You just have to be good. You yeah. just have to like put your foot in the door. And this was like, I'm going to shit on your door. You want to let me in? 
<laughs> this they took the Halloween theme a little too far. And you know what? The most interesting character there is Amat Amanet. Like they never, I, I could never catch the pronunciation. Like like Sevier Batal's character. You know what I mean? oh, Not yeah. just because she's beautiful, but because she's like she has the backstory. Right. Like she was the one who who teamed up with Seth, and they were like, "Nah, she's just the bad guy." Then why did you give her complex motivations for don't matter in the end? Well, I, I I don't know because fuck you. Tom Cruise was like, I don't want to act today, so <laughs> fuck. I just want to run <laughs> and climb and climb shit. He gets the powers of Set, which aren't deaf, but he gets the powers of Set and brings people back to life, which isn't the power of Set. But he brings the wait, people... he brings people back to life. Yes, he does, performing a fatality on mistakes. Uh, and then he continues to keep the powers. Oh, you know, because. New movie, next movie. Yeah, but wait, is he now supposed to be the mummy? Is that the idea? Apparently. Oh man! And you thought the comics thing was complicated, Tim? No, I still think the comics <laughs> thing takes the cake. Don't no. try to save this, no. man, dude. What's so wrong with being plucked from a different timeline that is erased into the current one? I don't get it. So you don't understand. Uh, I mean, <laughs> hey, Tim. <laughs> Let me tell you about Mass Effect and drop. <laughs> okay, so oh, no. my my uh, oh yeah. In case in case we didn't mention it, part of this reboot is not mentioning things that we have mentioned way too much in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, we have a blacklist of that one. We have a blacklist. We have an actual list. Yep. Anyway, uh, mine. Uh, I feel like I should let Ponzi go first to get it out of the way, but mine is gonna be. The Ghostbusters reboot. Ooh. Ooh, controversial. Nice. Ooh. Really Sent. isn't. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're women. It has everything to do with the fact that the movie sucks. <laughs> it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. There's, I found nothing likable about it whatsoever. I found none of the characters likable. and um, Not even Chris Hemsworth? Not even. I found... <laughs> he shouldn't have been in that movie. It's, you know how there's, so the, that there's, that, there's that one thing that you are going to regret for the rest of your life. There's that one thing. Could have been a bad relationship. Could have been, oh, I shouldn't have bullied this guy's kid. Could I like have been the guy's kid. Oh, I shouldn't have been in fucking Ghostbusters. <laughs> so at the end, I mean, it just didn't work, the movie, I think. Uh, one... It didn't... So they were trying to do a reboot out of it. They were trying to make it relevant again. They were yeah. trying to m- get a new audience. Uh, this time, they were going to use a different cast of characters. They changed the. They changed their gender. They changed... I, I don't know. Because it was... They were tell, trying to tell the same story. They were. They hit a lot of the same notes. Yeah. They were trying to tell the same story. So it didn't actually seem like they needed to do it. Uh I felt that more than anything, this felt like a cash grab uh, reboot. You know, this this is something that they were trying to do just so that they could try to make money off try it. Try to make money off it because like people were talking about old '90s stuff. This was around yeah. the time where people were like, "Hey, only '90s kids will remember." <laughs> Sorry, that's that's us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so. I hope to be the oldest la- oldest um, 90s kid so when I die I can say only 90s kids were 
Sorry, go on. Oh, I feel like it didn't have anything new to say. It it is a movie that didn't need to be made. Uh, the, That's actually kind of true, if especially if it was just gonna retread the same ground. Yeah, there was n- particularly the char- because it's gonna retread the same ground. The characters were completely one dimensional. They, they were unnecessary. I I really didn't think there was anything good to be said about it. Uh, it didn't feel like they were even trying to make it updated to because the original ghostbusters was what in the 80s right was it the 80s? Yeah, the 80s it was the 80s yeah, yes, the 80s right just just because they tried to make it a bit more modern it it didn't work uh is it because know. it didn't connect i don't even think it didn't connect i mean who are they going to try and connect to because you know like we were talking about way in the beginning what is a reboot uh you want to try and connect to a younger audience. You want to try and connect. I mean, the only thing I felt here was they were trying to connect with a... Uh, forgive me for saying, but they were trying to make it very politically correct. But at the same time, they missed all of the cues as to what Ghostbusters was. And I'm not even trying to look at it through a nostalgic uh, perspective. But in the sense that the kind of movie that Ghostbusters was originally... It, it had a story... It had a tone, and it would have been fine if they tried to change the tone. If they tried to change the tone, turn it into a more comedic thing, then that's great. Uh, If it works, but none... They just did the same thing, except with slightly more jokes. And the jokes didn't really work. Uh, Yeah, I I wish there was something that I could say to, you know, for this movie. Something that uh, would say that okay um, this is what Ghostbusters could be in 20 what was it 16, 17 mm, I can't 16, recall yeah, 16 uh, and this is what it should be yeah, it's the strangest thing because you, yeah, you were saying like, we don't know if a reboot is meant to speak to a new audience or say something new it uses the same message in an effort to deliver to the people who are already fans so it's <laughs> not in- introducing it to anyone they tried it to make more accessible by adding comedy, which kind of fell flat. And not to mention the... I mean, a lot of it is undeserved. The the pre-release nonsense. Mm. But that didn't help. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So... I, I was actually excited for that movie when it came out. Ghostbusters? Yeah. I, I thought, thought like, it might have been something. Yeah. yeah. It had everything... Like, well, I would have loved more Ghostbusters. On yeah. paper, it had everything that could go right for it. Yeah. Uh, it had the cast of all of them are comedy veterans uh, from long runs with SNL, um, except for one, who has proven herself as like a movie comedy thing. Although, sorry to cut you off there, I feel like that might have been the problem. No, but like on paper, like that seems to be like yeah, they have a shot at making this great. See, um, let me throw this out there for a sec. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but it's just the way. I, yeah, I could be wrong, but when the original Ghostbusters came out, the four of them were not yet comedy sensations. No, no, they're not. Right? But then they became comedy sensations. Well, two of them. Well, two Who's of them. One? Huh? It's Ackroyd? Bill Murray and oh, Dan Aykroyd. Aykroyd is comedy? I never saw him as Aykroyd comedy. Is, uh, is, is, Aykroyd is a, is a multi-guy, but he does a bunch of comedies. But... Blues Brothers was a comedy. No, Dan Aykroyd was huge in comedy. Uh, yeah. I did not consider Blues Brothers a comedy. 
I thought it was just an awesome a zany musical. adventure. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> thought it was a zany comedy. He also became a writer for comedy. Yeah, yeah. and so also hosted this like this this uh, radio show and for years. Bill Murray, right? And Bill Murray, yeah. yeah. And Bill Murray is Bill Murray. You, you can't. Yeah. Uh, so they became comedy legend after, after Ghostbusters. Yeah. Here you have what are supposedly comedy established. established comedy people going in, but because of that. You're now assuming that this is going to be pure comedy. And it was. And it was, but it didn't mesh. Like, if, if they made... But, I mean, if, I figure, like, the same you said, if, if they're going to commit to a genre, better have the tools for the genre. Sure. So, like, when I figured... When people think of Ghostbusters, they think of comedy. Because, exactly, the people associated with the show, with the, with the movie, became the comedy legends. I'll tell you what. When I think of Ghostbusters, I think, G, G. I think, <laughs> boy, that was a funny movie because of the way the story went. I didn't even think of it as a funny movie. Oh no! I mean, really? it was. Dude, was <laughs> I mean, it, it was pretty uh, funny. Stay it was, was my favorite thing I, there. I mean, like just even uh, having Bill Murray see. Oh, I forgot the actress's name. Sigourney Weaver. Yes, yes. Uh, walking into the room and, Rick, and seeing that. And Rick Moranis. Let's not forget Rick Moranis. Yeah, it's that, that really weird scene in yeah. the game, right? Where she's going all. Uh, yeah, crazy. Crazy. And possessed. Possessed and everything. Yep. That, was, that was hilarious. I did not see that way. Okay. I thought of it as a horror with <laughs> right. jokes. With really, like, secret, subtle jokes. Um, like, some of them are outrageous enough to be comedic. I don't know. When I saw it, like, the nuance of the acting of Bill Murray was amazing there because yeah, because like, he's, he's really good exactly but the thing is it wasn't slapstick yeah it wasn't yeah, it was unlike this yeah but see again from from, from the announcement and all, uh, of the movie I thought they had a shot exactly and then the movie came out and then it became basically ghost slapstick train it yeah it, it, it became oh. bridesmaids do ghostbusters ghostbusters yeah. Only do like big bang theory because oh no, dude! Yeah, no. I'm going there. No. No. you make it dirty, man. No, I'm going do, there. Do not bring the lack of God into this. <laughs> yes, the godless hedonism. I, like he's just mm. the the thing, and the that's the disappointing part about it. I think um, because it it became mostly ha ha, and bridesmaids worked because it wasn't about ha ha, it was about subverting expectations. Sure. Uh, it was instead. a well-written movie. It was a well-written movie with you know the, the humor comes from like this is too outrageous to be real, but it's happening, uh, and that's that's uncomfortably funny. So in that respect, there's just a disconnect with the style of comedy with the tone of the movie. Yeah, I think maybe that's a, one of big one of the, the big things. Um, well, I mean, yeah, we again we can argue because I don't think it's a bad movie. I'll, I'll be honest. I'll oh, be honest. Yeah. Oh. I think it's a bad movie. All I don't right. think it's a good Ghostbusters movie. I think it failed as a reboot. Exactly. Well, I, I mean, think, I think I, I think I would like it if the first Ghostbusters didn't exist. That's yeah, yeah. Like because oh, I'm then not with you there. That would be like oh, that's fresh. Yeah. Instead of oh, I I liked it when Venkman was this guy. <laughs> <laughs> because the context hangs over it, and the goal of any reboot is to kind of stand apart from its roots. Which is weird because they were bragging about how it wasn't going to be like the first Ghostbusters. Yeah. That was a huge push in their initial mm. marketing. If you couldn't step out from the shadow of your original, you've 
pretty much fail as a as a reboot. Yeah. Because you have to. Well. Right. Like you could acknowledge. The... I don't. I disagree. I'll disagree with that actually, and under and using my first example as an example, yeah. Hitman, because it didn't. You know, it it didn't. That would be my daughter singing. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. In the we have hit that this. part of her age yeah. where she sings. So, uh, I, do, I disagree that it has to, you know, have something completely new or stand out that much for it to work. I think it has to stand out. I think it has to stand out, but it doesn't necessarily have to stand out story-wise. It doesn't no, no, have, no, you don't yeah. have to change it tone-wise. No. You don't have to change it story-wise. But it has to stand out. It has to... It has to be able to stand it on its own two legs. Yeah, that's the important part. Well, reboot fails like the Mummy reboot fails because it you couldn't dis- separate it from how good the other the older ones are. Also, it was bad. <laughs> also, it was bad. Also, uh, holy yeah. shit, it was really bad. The Ghostbusters thing, it it the the first Ghost second Ghostbusters movie wasn't even that great. That was the one I started no. with with Vigo. It it wasn't that great. No, it wasn't that great. They were barfing happy go yeah. but, but but here's the thing about that: it doesn't have to be. I mean, look at Star Wars. No, but that's my right? point. Like, yeah. it doesn't it, it doesn't have to be great, but it still kind of works. But this new Ghostbusters isn't a sequel. It's not. It's and, a reboot. So which uh, higher stakes for them? Exactly, and it didn't deliver. Yeah, you know. So I mean, so it couldn't define itself from those two. Yeah. It couldn't achieve an objective of presenting to a new audience. Yeah. And neither could it. Entertained, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It wasn't the Russell Crowe of Ghostbusters. Oh my God, no! <laughs> <laughs> His name was Maximus Decimus Aurelius. And you will remember his name in this world of the next. Are you not interested? <laughs> Husband to a dead wife, father to a dead son. <laughs> And if you're curious, that was the first movie I ever saw on DVD when DVD was new. Wow. That wow. was the first one. Man, because I remember like seeing it in like double-disc CD, VCDs. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, and I, I, I'm not going to change discs. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a bad ending. I guess, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, what does not work for you? Guys? For me, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go back to my heroes. Uh, the Superman movies... The, at this point, there could be three of them. Uh, the last three. Okay, so that's Brandon Roof. Yeah, Brandon Roof. Uh, and the two the... Henry Cavill ones. Two Henry Cavill ones? The Man of, Man of Steel, Steel and Batman v Superman. Oh, yeah, that Man, movie yeah. exists. It's a dumpster yeah. fire. Uh... What's your mother's what's your name? Martha. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Martha. uh I mean, boy. You know, it was an actual argument for a time that people just didn't get the scene. They were like, "That's that's what humanizes Superman to Batman," and I'm like, "We know it's still shit. <laughs> like that doesn't change anything. Like, we that I mean, how else do you interpret? He spoke a word. How dare you? How snap your neck? Stab, stab it. Stab it. Uh, yeah, so this the, the and this kind of like 
breaks my heart a little bit because like the the, the Superman Returns movie I was so hyped for. Yeah. Um, it is the first Superman movie since the Donner era. Mm. Uh, from and the last Superman movie, Superman Four: Quest for Peace, was was also a garbage <laughs> is, pile. Is, he the one, is that the one where he outraced the world to catch nuclear missiles? Yeah. Because uh, the last man, I love old movies. <laughs> you can't make jokes and the new shit. <laughs> like when you say something ridiculous, and the answer is probably yeah, that's about right. You mean these missiles? <laughs> and there's one he was like drinking in the bar, <laughs> wasted. <laughs> I, I miss Christopher Reeve. Uh, God bless his soul. Um, so like it's it's an exciting thing because you have a bunch of it's it's Superman for the new audience right yeah. uh, completely new generation of kids uh, going into Superman it was like fresh off Batman Begins right uh, that was like f- right after Batman Begins that was good that was good and Batman Begins was really great yeah and so like hopes were high that this is finally they have the technology to have him fly they have the technology to kind of like swear me to do stuff uh, <laughs> cinematically yeah, uh, and, and he, just, he just didn't get a voice changer <laughs> yeah and he cast them pretty well I think uh, the Superman he's slightly skinnier but like you know he he still kind of looks like Christopher Reeve which is enough nostalgia roof? huh roof yeah enough nostalgia there but also kind of different right? and an uncomfortable amount of camera shots and dick height Uncomfortable, currently uncomfortable amount of like Kevin Spacey shots. Uh, <laughs> Man, but at least, well. uh, but at least he played a villain. A villain that <laughs> so was we can at a kid. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> and stabby stab. Uh, so wrong. <laughs> uh, so so I mean that kind of like was was an interesting production, but it didn't work because they didn't understand what created the Superman magic as a character rather than like the, the trappings of a Superman movie. Okay. It was very much a a tribute to the Donner movies that they forgot to put something new in it. Also, the plot arc was Superman was an absentee father. Well, that one. Uh, but to be in, in, in his defense, like, you know, long distance in space. <laughs> Uh, they get back, but like the plot is like kind of stupid in a modern context, is right? Little, wait, is this the one where Lex was like, "I'm gonna make more land with kryptonite"? Yeah, man, that's the one. <laughs> and you know what? You know why he wants to sell that land? Because you know it's in real estate. Money is in real. He doesn't even want to conquer the world. He just wants to make a buck <laughs> that he doesn't need. That he doesn't need. His plan in Superman Two was like break off California. With nuclear <laughs> by nuclear missiles. Wow, that would have killed so he the can world. get a beachfront <laughs> land piece. So I mean, it kind of holds the spirit. It's to- it, it, the thing is like it holds the spirit too much. But it doesn't match the tone of it being. It doesn't match seriously. the tone of any of the modern era. Like it's like you're still making a story for the previous generation, except now you have the CGI to make a giant kryptonite island. And the modern sensibilities and seriousness of today. Yeah, like nobody knows Lex Luthor in the current audience that it showed as, as, a, as a real estate mogul. I don't even know him as a real estate he mogul. He was. For a while, I... he was. In I the movies, he was. He was a scientist. <clears throat> That's the thing. In the movies, in the, in the Donnerverse, he was always a real estate guy. Huh. So you think he's I, a setup I... of Trump? Well, I'm not saying that, but he is played well, by Kevin I mean, Spacey. he did become president, right? <laughs> yeah. That's true. I mean... And I mean that, that, guys, everything is in the comics. We should have just read more. <laughs> 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 no, 
This has been telegraphed in 2007. Wake up, people. Wake uh, up, sheep. <clears throat> Stop using your iPads. <laughs> I have an iPad. Um, yeah, so so like it 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 doesn't jive with the sensibilities and tone of the current era. So it didn't work. Like you're expecting a Superman movie with the flying and the CGI to have one fight. But there is. He has the only people he fought in that movie were robbers, Pat. Also, the ground. He lived. <laughs> he lived in the, the ground. <laughs> he beat gravity. <laughs> Kryptonite gravity, like it's 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 all the 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 things. It's like they were still very much trapped in the nostalgia mm. and forget to like move forward where to the audience would pay attention to that this. That explains why people were so excited over the Cavill thing when he actually fought Faora. Yeah, and so like when the. The next set of Superman movies came out. Like finally, we get fights and Zod and Zod, which was like a yeah. an obscure uh, comic book character. And so when we finally get that fight, the problem with that set of movies is that they kind of went overboard the other side. Too much fight. Too much of just violence, uh, and not enough Supermaning Superman. <laughs> so so yeah, like so the the second batch of movies was just like angry Superman. So like while the the Ralph movies kind of had this like apple pie Americana Superman down yeah. the character down the actions around it didn't work yeah the other one is like the, the Cavill movies like we have all the set pieces it's modern it's all hyper violent uh, and big in scale was, was that Snyder? yeah Snyder yeah uh, that's right and it's also well shot like uh, yeah. I give him credit for uh, shoot, shoot framing the thing yeah well. but he never seemed to have gotten over 300 yeah uh, but like it's it doesn't seem like a Superman story though. We know why the movies don't work. Yeah. How do they not work as a reboot? Because I mean, aside from it appearing to be been aimed at nineties yeah. edge, is that was still infecting with shit out of the two thousands. Thanks, Wolverine. Um, <laughs> what else makes it fail as a reboot? The newer uh, ones. Yeah, aside from the obvious almost failure to reintroduce Superman as a hero. I think it's mostly mostly that the the that when you want to reboot you want something that is recognizable about it, right? Um, the thing you cared about is why it was deemed worthy to reboot in the first place. Mm. Um, and a gross misunderstanding of that could lead to just having it as a shell of its uh, original thing. Mm. Uh, where it doesn't change like the new the new movies did not have the spirit nor did it introduce something uh, new in a good way it introduced something new in like a really weird skeevy way <laughs> that oh yeah he's the one who destroys the city and doesn't give a shit like in the Batman v Superman the most telling thing there was like he goes into Capitol Hill with the oh, icy right. thing the PIC thing explodes, and the first thing he does is fly away. <laughs> and not save anybody. Yeah. The building yeah. was on fire. <laughs> I'm done here. He left. <laughs> That's not Superman super. left a fucking burning building, Pat. <laughs> In the capital of America. <laughs> I think during his trial. <laughs> like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> like was that the one we supposed to root for to save us and I got Bruce man shit's fucked dude like Bruce was crazy but he was also kind of right to distrust this guy 
Like, Until they, like, the had idea a mother. <laughs> of Superman is someone you can root for. Like, but like, oh, his first move is to leave the scene of the crime. <laughs> <laughs> like a guilty motherfucker. <laughs> no, dude, he was just, I gotta wash this piss off. <laughs> There's a lot of piss. a lot of piss. I don't know why it's a lot of piss. Fucking Lex. Like, it, the movie is ripe with errors is a bad thing, but like, I think more, more, more damaging is that the thing you're rebooting is unrecognizable. So we've got like a somewhat clear idea of uh, what a reboot is. We've discussed like, hey, this thing works and hey, this doesn't. I've made my quota for faux pas. So now we can <laughs> talk about what part of the cycle we're in. Because reboots and sequels and everything that is based on something on a previous work comes in cycles. What part of the cycle are we in? Are we in a ser- Are we at a moment where... It's reboot city. We gotta re-explore old ideas, or is it? Is the field fresh? Is the market ready for more new things? I, I mean, go, go. I, I think we're in a weird transition period. We're in a weird transition oh, okay. period now because uh, there, the ones, us. Okay, I mean the yeah. the, the the millennials, quote unquote, the ones who are who who actually appreciated the content before the ones who appreciated the movies back in the 80s they're now we are now the ones who are making the movies so oh boy. so and yeah. and and that's going to continue for maybe about what 10 years mm. you know maybe more uh so everyone's going to be thinking okay wh- how are we going to show these movies that we enjoyed so much to the next generation yeah. uh-huh. so i imagine that the reboots are going to continue uh it'll be great to have some new IPs and mm. there are gems which come out usually they're mm. ad- adaptation from books I mean I'm I would gonna... argue that John Wick is one of those the Fair, first one yeah. I mean yeah. I'd argue things like uh, The Arrival oh, is, is, yeah, is yeah, something yeah. else you know I mean there are new IPs these aren't these aren't gonna be trilogy well John Wick was yeah. or is going to it's be going but I mean these aren't necessarily Arrival things... is not gonna be <laughs> Arrival is not gonna be <laughs> but th- these are not things that are exactly going to be great trilogies and they don't have to be yeah so and that's, I think that's uh... to, to your point I think we should I mean we as in like the collective we should um, step away from obsessing over trilogies yeah, that was a sickness started with Lord of the Rings. Um, I mean, yeah, because it becomes a matter of like just forcing the story sometimes. Uh, also, because of the Lord of the Rings, stupid Hobbit they did not deserve three movies. It did not exactly. It's exactly one of those. Like you can Lord of the Rings, the War of the Ring makes sense for a trilogy. Yeah, the books made it a trilogy. Even if Tolkien, I intentionally made it one made book. it one yeah. book, right? Yeah. But, yeah, fine. Uh, but The Hobbit did not deserve the three book. It, it's a disservice to the material at that point. I think we should uh, we should focus on like just creating good stories. Yeah, but um, if there's more to to say, fine. But a lot of the times, like the movies nowadays, are just like it's planned as a trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Even if we don't know how well it's gonna go. That was yeah. a sickness for publishers out around VJK Rowling Haiti. Like, if you were to pitch a story to them. The, for one of the questions they'll ask themselves and the writer if they're that interested is can you make this a saga? 
Yeah, a, a single book like it's hard to market yeah. shit, man. Like if you if they're gonna commit to something, better pay off yeah. for a long time. Jim Butcher had that thing. I think I, I read it somewhere where like the question asked was like, uh, when you're pitching something, tell them your first story, but prepare to answer the question. Okay, so what's in book twenty? Yeah, or what's in book fifteen? That's, that's right? that problem continues today. But I think like I mean, there's set there's. I, I get the point, but at least in books, it, it makes sense in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot weirder for I think movies in particular, because if you want to t- tell a serialized story, there are other options. Not according to Marvel. <laughs> and, no, I'll, I'll think <laughs> that even Marvel. That, I think is this interesting machine where like it's intentionally going back to serial yeah. filmmaking, right? In the 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 nineteen twenties like early part of cinema where you have to come back every week to just watch one full story mm. of Buster Keaton or yeah. Captain Marvel or Batman and Buster Keaton, uh, right? So like I mean to to Marvel's credit at least that's there's an intentionality and a plan. Also, it's working, and also it's working. But like a lot of the the the, the ones that don't work comes from like we just have one okay idea and we want more movies from the get go like the mummy is one of them like it's more than they they were supposed to to chew so that's kind of like shitty (laughs) (laughs) I mean they should just not I I do agree with them in that transitionary period in that especially the part where we're trying to show um like the next generation, hey, here's, here's what we enjoyed as a kid. Yeah. I would really struck out for me that that was happening when? Mm. Well, Dragon Ball. It has oh, yeah. experienced a resurgence in popularity. The resurgence, game, right? That's a, that's, a, that's a one. It has its own studio now. Like, Toei was like, I mean, we're going to make Dragon Ball. Now it's like, here's a bunch of people who are just making Dragon Ball 24 7. This is their life now. Which is. And they're focused, like. A lot of the creators for it, especially the fighting games or the, the 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 interactive stuff, they're not focused on creating the same stuff, but they're trying to evoke the same memory of like this is what I remember of Dragon Ball. I remember Frieza being a dick, but he yeah. was dick, and it's not exactly what Dragon Ball was, but it's what you feel like it was when yeah. you think about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. The the nostalgia patterns are there, but not uh, beholden to the. Yeah, the exact beats. No, one one fun question. Nightmare scenario. What should you not want rebooted? Like you look at it oh. and like they reboot this. Like oh, this is I am like I am signing a petition that won't do anything. I have one. So do I. Right. Go ahead. Star Wars. Um. <laughs> Straight up. I got some bad news for you. They did that a few years ago. No, no, but, like, <laughs> but see, like it is a beat for beat. It's still yeah. in the same like it's a response to New Hope. So thematically it's beat for beat, yeah, sure. Yeah. But if they're telling me they're gonna remake New Hope like from the ground up. A new New Hope. A new New Hope, like new Luke, new Leia, New Han. Well we're done here. New Hope is a flawed movie. But it works because it's that a product of that of that era. Yeah. To redo that is very difficult and dangerous, especially at the current like face of the Star Wars brand. I'm genuinely afraid for the current face of the Star Wars. Brand. Yeah, I am. Yep. I am. Like, Solo is probably the first Star Wars movie that's not a must see. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Like, which I think falls victim to the whole. There are too many. Rush it. 
we have too many and yeah because it works so well for Assassin's Creed yeah we learned <laughs> that one uh, and the fallout from, from the previous Star Wars movie yeah they stopped all marketing right after TLJ right to so, distance the two movies like and if you're telling me like in the next like five years uh, they're gonna remake A New Hope like why yeah. let it die yeah. is it is it you young Sheldon <laughs> okay let's be clear here I'm sure the kid is wonderful oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure the people most of the people behind that thing it's are, the production like what who asked for you <laughs> nobody looked at this mo- that, that Big Bang Fear and said yeah I want more of that guy Dude, apparently a lot of people want more of that show. I don't want to live in this world anymore. It's it's it's, it's disappointing. But yeah, so what's yeah. yours? Uh, no, mine is pretty simple. What? Lost. Oof. Oh, remake. <laughs> can you imagine a remake of Lost? <laughs> is it the, the same ending? I, <laughs> I don't even know how you'd begin a remake of Lost. I, I it's it's ridiculous to even think that one would do that because. How? But, but, <laughs> but, but let's, 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 let's walk through that. If you're kay. going to remake Lost, and seriously remake Lost, what would be the changes? A bunch of people. Yes. So we're talking about uh, how many people were there? there. But a 11. Bunch, but, well, no, no. 11 was the core group. Yeah, yeah. But we're talking about, what, a few hundred? Yeah, some, yeah. A so lot died. A full, play, the, a full plane full. Full plane full. So we're talking about originally, let's say, about 300. Yeah. Are, yeah, on a ship headed uh-huh. to Mars, or headed out somewhere. So it's a uh, it's it, it's I mean it's a new lost right? Bring it to space. Bring it to space. It's the same lost space. space. The- <laughs> <laughs> now, I think that story has been told. <laughs> now on Netflix. <laughs> I think that story has been told them. So instead, they. I haven't even seen it yet. I don't know if I'm actually explaining lost in space. <laughs> At this point, let's assume that it's, it is. Then they accidentally predicts plot. Accidentally crash in the planet. And I think you're spot on so far. Seriously? Because original Lost in Space wasn't a planet, right? Was it not? I don't know. I is don't... it an expedition? It was an expedition. I thought they... I Gosh, it's been so long since I've seen the original They might Lost actually space. predict season one of Lost in Space <laughs> by retelling the J.J. Oh, Abrams man. Lost in Space. <laughs> I just... I Oh, yeah. But that that is a series I just do not want touched at all anymore. What are the major changes you'll do? With what? For Lost. Expect... <laughs> for if Lost. If parentheses in space. Close parentheses. Lost. Not do it is a nice major change. <laughs> in space. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no. lost that name. <laughs> no, no, to be confused with Lost in Space. <laughs> this is Lost, parenthesis, in, in space. space. <laughs> it's a comma. <laughs> lost, comma, in space. Uh, just give me my loss. Don't touch it. Never touch that. Never touch Never that. Never touch it's, that. It's a beautiful baby it, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Pat, what do you think? Uh, for me, it's the. I'm gonna go full weeb. Like. <laughs> This is a rare sighting of Pat going full weeb. There are two, star- two stories where I don't want redone. RK. Okay. And okay. Full Metal Alchemist. Because... Strange enough, which had a technically soft reboot. That was terrible. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's an adaptation. But isn't Brotherhood a reboot technically of the... It is... A more faithful adaptation of the... A more faithful adaptation. Um, because those are two of the tightest thematic stories I've 
ever seen in manga. Like, uh, RK Rurouni Kenshin. Rurouni Kenshin. Let's be clear. Yeah. Uh, up to what chapter? Rurouni <laughs> Kenshin are you talking about? <laughs> oh, <'Cause laughs> do, we hit, do we hit like a... Before I found out he was a pedophile. <laughs> no, I mean... Yes, yes, the, but that's a creator. No, up to up to including the final ones, including the, uh, Feng Shui. No, arc? that's that's anime only. Oh, okay. So so manga. Manga. Up, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> like, just be clear. It's <laughs> no like German. No. Feng Shui, Feng Shui was weird. Amakusa Shiro was weird. <laughs> Schneider. Schneider. <laughs> that was. You could have just ended the anime, but no. <laughs> you had to go on. It's Schneider with a fucking lens. And and more to the point, the themes presented in both stories for uh, Full Metal Alchemist, it was. Um, the circle, the like something for everything, something must be taken, like in right. balance and everything. The way who fights who and why they fight it, everything is in a perfect circle. Like if you may, if you look at the plot and look at the start and the beginning, right? You see loops. It's if so, you diagram the story. It's it's perfectly done. Huh. Like I cannot think of a story that's better done or at least better structured. RK Evergreen. You want to be forgiven. You do bad things. Life is important. You cannot retell the story because that is an evergreen concept. You might want to forgive yourself sometimes. <laughs> you might want to talk to friends about problems. <laughs> don't be an assassin. <laughs> don't kill your girlfriend. Tip one, don't be an assassin. Tip two, don't kill your girlfriend. Pro tips from Kenji Nimura. <laughs> um, and that's the worst reboot ever. Where we're like, we're going to tell this to a new audience. But the old one still works, and it's still entertaining. That's an interesting point. Like, if the old one works, there's no need to retell. <laughs> Just watch me old ones. <laughs> Just watch the same thing. Yeah, make give the old guy some sales. Yeah, yeah that that that's 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 my idea. That's Those two, RK like, and and, and uh, Full Metal. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I guess that's it. Yet. Yeah, Welcome don't to touch me. Lost in space. Don't touch Lost. Don't don't don't, don't, don't touch, touch Star Wars. <laughs> Don't touch Rurouni Kenshin and Full Metal Alchemist. And maybe... And reboots are okay. Oh, reboots are okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Just... Just make it good. Ma- yeah. Measure it. Don't, don't, don't go crazy. We're okay. I mean, like, I think it's a very simple rule to have. It's just like, if you want to do something, do it well. Don't watch The Mummy. Don't, don't watch Russian. Ghostbusters. Well, you Superman's know. Actually, right. no, no. I'll do the reverse. Watch those. I'm fine. Judge for yourself. No, the mummy's just a waste. You're not getting that. I say the same thing about Ghostbusters, so I don't know what he's talking like, about. You can learn that lesson elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Do not watch Batman v Superman, I implore you. <laughs> you can uh, learn that lesson. Yeah. If you want to watch a Wonder Woman movie, she has one. <laughs> like, it's pretty good. It's, re- it's pretty good. It's just weird if you watch Captain America right before it, because you'd be like, why don't they team up? <laughs> right? I think that's, I think it. that's it. Right, so, well, um, welcome to season two. Welcome, welcome to season, season two. Boy. The boys are back again. Kind of. Yeah, uh, you can find us. In, well, you probably know already because you're listening to this. <laughs> Maybe, but uh, um, yeah. So we were on iTunes. Uh, just go you know, to your iTunes and or look your, for whatever us there. your podcast scraper thing. Yeah, um, it should be there. BKCpodcast.com. Yeah. Um, and you can go to our Facebook page um, BKC Podcast yeah at facebook.com <laughs> no, <laughs> nope don't, don't follow that link nope don't, don't, don't nope. follow that link 
Um, uh, and Twitter, Twitter. Uh, BKC Podcast. We are very consistent. We know branding. Yeah. Also, um, apparently, we're sponsored by Apple. Like, I'm looking at a lot of Apple products in front of me. <laughs> There's a lot um, of them Apple stuff here. Uh, but that's it. Yeah. Um, I hope you join us next time um, in a couple of weeks. Uh, have a good day. Night. Yeah, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. Bye.